what? Gordon and Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jig Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for What's Going On when we check in on the big headlines, big opinions across the Zone Sports Network. And today, Gordon, going to be very NBA basketball jazz Joe Ingles centered. All right. Pretty cool that he's uh, he's still coming on during this whole thing, talking to jazz fans. Love it. Glad uh, give you gives us all something to tune into every Thursday morning at 9 o'clock. Of course, you should be listening to DJ and PK every day, but uh, particularly on Thursdays at 9. Uh, let's get to uh, some of the highlights. Gordon, let's start with Joe talking about what it's like to be here stateside with no basketball. Yeah, <laughs> me and Renee have talked about this. She's never been here really at this time of the year. She has always been playing, so she would usually go back. I'm usually here by myself. We usually were on the road or I'm at home. Not doing much because we're in a playoff series, but it's really weird just being at my house every day with the kids with the good weather because we've never had good weather like this without having to do anything. Yesterday or the day before, we spent the whole day outside. I got sunburned quite a bit actually because I haven't seen the sun in 10 years. But yeah, it's really bizarre to be here. <laughs> Joe Ingles on staying home and being weird because, yeah, he's he's playing this time of year. Renee's playing this time of year. Kind of weird. Um, well, probably weird for everybody in that household, I'm guessing. And after the season's over, if he ever goes home to Australia, it's winter down there, right? When it's summer here? Yeah, I made that, uh, I've made that joke a few times that Joe Ingles hasn't seen a summer in how long? Since he's been going overseas to play basketball, right? Well, he just said 10 years. That's kind of funny. So, yeah, he needs to be careful out there. But but it is terrific for him to be able to see what it's like here. I love summer in Utah. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's just beautiful. And for the guys who come into Utah and just are here during the basketball season and they can't really uh, enjoy some of the more beautiful times on the calendar, then that's it's it's good for him to get a look at it. So let me ask you this, Gordon. Joe talking about spending more time at home and uh, when they're not used to it. Uh, that's true kind of for all of us. So how many times has Lisa threatened to eject you from the home? She, I'm telling you, my wife is like a freaking angel. She doesn't, uh, if she thinks it, she doesn't say it. Uh, do you think, uh, hmm. you think she's thinking, do you, do you think she's hoping that you have a game to cover sooner rather than later? <laughs> oh, she's like everybody else. She, she likes the way life, uh, typically is. And, uh, but, uh, so she, she's, she's got Adam Silver on speed dial. Like, Hey, let's, let's get those, <laughs> let's get those playoffs cranking. Huh? We could, we could do something. Let's, let's give Gordon something to cover. Well, I'm working as much as I ever have, and uh, it's just, just all it. right there, though. That's the issue. Yeah, it's, but I'm in a corner of the house. It doesn't really get in the way of anybody. So it's except not like for I'm, when you yell, "Lisa!" every half an hour. No, I don't do that. 
what's uh, how many sandwiches is she making these days as opposed to her her normal sandwich output? She has uh, greatly increased that. That's for sure. Because I'm usually on my own for lunch, and uh, there are she has uh, she has helped in that regard. But what do you mean? Only if you're be, on, only because only because she wants to, not but, because I I ask her to. But if you were actually on your own for lunch, wouldn't you be making your own sandwich? What does on your own for lunch mean? Well, that's the way I. That's the way it usually is. But for whatever reason. Uh, of late, she seems to be doing that for me. And so you're not on your own for lunch? Well, I, I'm saying typically I'm on my own for lunch. That's something that has changed a little bit. Because those aren't the words you said. I don't I, What did I say? <laughs> I said I'm usually on my own for lunch, and this isn't usual. Oh, bless your wife, Lisa. She is the patience of, uh, here's, uh, yeah. is it Job? Is that the, yes. was that the patient one? Yeah, well, <laughs> that's the saying, but that's for sure. I mean, as you can imagine, think about what it's like to live your life with me. Oh, it'd be rough. Well, you kind of know what it's like. <laughs> that is true. I have a better <laughs> feel on that than most. I guess you do. Uh, so, so no wonder you're commiserating with and, her. And I will say this. I will say this. I would really love it if we were in the same room at the same time again at some point. I do miss that. Is that weird? Oh, uh, no, no, I don't think so. I miss I mean, seeing and interacting with you on a daily basis. Oh, well, thank you. I'm not, I'm not. We are interacting. That, yeah, I know, but I'm not suggesting that Lisa, Lisa send you down to my house or anything. Let's not, let's not go that far. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I right. get you. Up next from Joe Ingalls talking about the longer the layoff, uh, layoff the longer the ramp up's going to have to be. Yeah, I think uh, obviously if we'd had two or three weeks off and we'd come back kind of right away, then it obviously takes less time because, like I said, we're coming up to what nearly two months now. Uh, a lot of guys would take three, four, five, six weeks off in the summer, depending on when you finish and when the season's obviously over and all that. It's obviously a little different because you you kind of go from nothing to slowly building up to, to being ready for, for training camp, where obviously we were in that part of the season where obviously we had whatever 15, 18 games and everyone's kind of gearing up and and getting your body right and mentally you're getting right, ready and team wise you obviously want to be kind of starting to play some really good basketball heading into the playoffs so we were in a, a really weird position at a finish because everyone was kind of fine tuning everything before the playoffs started and obviously trying to trying to get some wins in that back like the, the last third of the season so you go from that to obviously not nothing but nothing in terms of what we're allowed to do as a team and all that I don't want to ruin people's dreams or anything but I think the longer we're waiting I think the harder it is for, for but not only the league to come back, but like you said, individuals to, to get back to, to game shape. And, and obviously there's going to have to be some pretty smart people with timelines if we do go back to see how much time exactly is needed. Because an NBA game is easy as it might look from uh, the grandstand or the, the stand sometimes. It's, uh, it's a quick, fast. It's, you know, obviously we, we know how, how fast-paced and, and skilled it is. So it's, it'll be interesting to kind of see what happens because we're, uh, like I said, we're coming up to whatever just under two months now. 
And Gordon, that's just one piece of the puzzle. Players being uh, in shape, that's an issue. And one thing that Joe said right there, which is 100% right, is each day that goes by makes it more difficult. And I was happy that Adam Silver last week in his teleconference said they were flexible and not putting any deadlines on when plans would have to be make, uh, made, because I do think we need to be adaptable in these times. But Joe is right. It's it's more and more difficult with each passing day. How much, how much, how much uh, training do you think the guys are doing? And do you think that your average NBA player has access to a hoop somewhere and is going out and working on a shot, working on these fine motor skills that they have uh, spent so much of their career developing? I I bet some, I bet uh, most have access to to a variety of different things. And as we go along and things, hopefully, knock on wood, loosen up a little bit, if we can do so safely, then you have more options, obviously. But I will say this, Gordon, like you look across the NBA, there are some players that are extraordinarily self-disciplined and others that are not so much. And that's always been that way. You know, Greg Ostertag coming back after an offseason in bad shape, you know. Sean Kemp after the lockout when he came back uh, 320 pounds. I mean, it's when you're on your own, some are better at it than others. And, but and we, there's so much money at stake nowadays. I mean, it, it seems like... It was like, that uh, way then, too. Uh, yeah, I guess, relatively speaking. Remember but the shape that Mehmet Okur was in it. when he first got to town after he signed that big deal? Well, he'd already signed it. <laughs> but, I mean, that was a lot of money, right? Uh, I, I guess... I don't know. Times change, but I I wouldn't expect habits like that to change. I mean, you hear you hear pro athletes talk about their diet all the time and improving their, um, you know, the way they treat their bodies. I remember talking to Joe Ingles when he or not Joe Ingles, excuse me, Joe Johnson when he was here. Gordon, we were talking to him about his. Do you remember his regimen to extend his career? I mean, Mm -hmm. it was. It was militant. I mean, he was very serious about it. But I think he acquired that with age, right? When he was. 24, he was probably still uh, doing the drive through Yeah, that I don't know. I don't but, either. But, uh, that... but, but I have heard a lot of athletes say that back in the day, you know, like you were talking about, during the offseason, you're, you're just letting your body go a little bit. And then that's what you use training camp for, right? Get back into shape. But it seems like a lot of athletes do take care of themselves because they don't want to go through the pain of, uh, of you know, hurrying up to catch up. And they they keep themselves in quite excellent shape year round, and yeah, there might be some slackers out there. I'll call them that, but that's probably more disparaging than I mean it. That uh, sort of let it go a little bit. But if I were in the NBA, if you were in the NBA, wouldn't you be out running every day or doing something? To keep yourself as fit as possible. Now I get it; it's not like playing an NBA game, but. Yeah, that's pretty hard to replicate. Well, you'd have but to, I, I you'd have to answer son. me one question. Yeah. How many years do I have left on my deal? <laughs> well, because if mean, I've got three years left on my deal, I'll tell you how much I'm doing. Nothing. Oh, come on, Jake. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. <laughs> I'm ordering Uber Eats and I'm sitting <laughs> on my duff. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You're more professional than that. Carne asada fries coming up. You wouldn't be doing what you what you typically do because you don't have the structure for that. But you're not going to let yourself just totally pig out and 
If I had like three lose years, your, you'd lose your edge. Thirty mil guaranteed coming my way. Oh yeah, that edge is gone. <laughs> yeah, but if you I'd have three years you, to regain you, that edge. If you thought that way, then you never would have made it to the point where you could sign a thirty billion dollar deal. Oh, that's not entirely true. I think I think I think you're not giving yourself. How many credit. guys have have gotten to the point where they can get like say a thirty million dollar deal and then eaten their way out of the league? Go look at Vin Baker. Yeah, there have been some cases. Yeah, I get it. I don't think that's the norm, though. Uh, it's it's happened maybe more than you're letting on. Jake, come on. You would not let yourself go to pot. <laughs> I'm either literally or figuratively. You would not. And I don't think most of these guys are. I mean, there are some limitations just because they. not everybody has Mike Conley's $33 million a year. They can build their own freaking gym you know, outside their bedroom. But, you know, they're doing something. Yeah. They, have, they have access to gym equipment. They have access to weights. They have access to weight training. They have probably some machines that they can use. Right? Yeah, but if you've got uh, 30 mil in the bank, yeah, I'm going to have an extra slice of pizza. <laughs> yeah, but an extra slice of pizza is necessarily going to derail their training. I'm going to have an extra pizza. <laughs> And this this twelve pack of beer isn't going to drink itself. Uh, well, there might be a little bit of that going on. All right, let's uh, let's go with one more bite from Joe. Uh, here's him talking about how often the Jazz communicate. Pretty regular. Um, I don't know how many times we've done it. It's, it's, well, I think we're closing in on nearly fifty days. I think of since we got back from from that game and. Um, Obviously, the first few weeks were pretty quiet from from everyone's part, and then we, yeah, everyone we we jumped on these Zoom calls. We've obviously, like I said, we've got group chats that that constantly are, are buzzing and all that. But um, no, it's good. It's good to obviously we don't we don't we're not going to overdo it and and have a Zoom chat every day. But we've we've done a, a couple a week probably um, one or two a week for for the last few weeks. It's it's really good just to. Obviously, to see the guys and you get to talk a bit of smack to them and just have a bit of fun. And obviously, Quinn um, takes a bit more of a serious part at the start, but then we usually stay on as players for a little bit after. And um, yeah, it's been, like I said, it's been cool to see everyone. Obviously, we can't physically go and actually sit at someone's house or anything. So just to be able to see the guys that you, you used to seeing every day is, has been really cool. That would be really weird, Gordon, because if you were Quinn Snyder and leading one of those meetings, what are what? I mean, there may not be a season. Some of those guys you're talking to might not even be on the team next year. That's true. That's a really good point. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think they're trying to keep it as normal as possible, even though it's Abby normal. But uh, it, uh, you know, I, I would. Who's Abby stand. normal? That was a reference to Young Frankenstein. Oh, I see. Okay. I'm really surprised that you didn't know that. I've seen that movie, but I didn't pick up on that reference. It's been a minute. <sighs> anyway, uh, so. You did hit us with Hooterville yesterday, so. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> How are we doing in uh, Hville today? Everybody all right? Uh, yeah, doing fine. I'm looking over mm. at Austin. 
I I saw Lloyd from a distance earlier today. He seemed fine. That's about my human interaction. So I couldn't hear over my tractor. What you what you done ask me? <laughs> done ask you. <laughs> Is that the way a Utah a countrified Utahan sounds? In your mind. No, he's the one that's talking. Well, I tell you like what, that. I had some countryfied stig last night. I tell you that much. It was dang good. You you condescendingly called Salt Lake Hooterville yesterday, and no, so that's how you was, obviously was, perceive <laughs> Austin. I was being condescending toward the Hollywood types. No, you were saying Jack and Gary Shandling for some reason, and who was the other one? Uh, I think it was um, what's his name? You know. Who did you the know. thing, you know. Uh, that <laughs> the, guy, that, the guy from Cheers, Woody Harrelson. That those three are so extraordinarily important that they would never, ever, ever waste their time by coming to Salt Lake City unless it was for something extraordinarily important like a basketball game. Well, I'm saying that that's the way they think about it. It's not the way I think about it. It's the way they think about it. I done heard we got a bushel of Hooter villains going out to the <laughs> NFL draft tonight, fellas. Do I need to read the paragraph again? You said it was like Hollywood coming to Hooterville. That was, those were your words. Yes, because that's the way they think. Why was why were they coming to the game relevant to the column? Because it was a big deal. A big enough deal that those guys would actually lower themselves enough to come to the game? Fellas, I got to run. I got to head into town. I got to hook up the Teamsters. Got to get on in there and get me uh, the flour, the provisions, all the, the, the whorehound candy I need for the next month down to town. I'll be right back. Speaking of that, yeah, they were dragged here by wild horses. <laughs> all right. Coming up, we have a Mountain America market <laughs> update at 350. Ty Shelter joins the show. Are we gonna going to start next. referring to Salt Lake City as Hooterville? The ones that hate it, yeah. The ones that want to make fun of it. I love it here. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> Can you see Hooterville from where you are? We'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. Ty Shalter joins us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jig Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's talk a little NFL draft. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. He writes for 538.com. He's our good friend Ty Schalter with us on the big show. Ty, how are you and yours? Everybody doing all right? Yeah, we're all good. Locked up tight. We're doing the, uh, the remote learning uh, through school, so uh, that's an adjustment this week. Um, you know, doing con calls uh, with my kids squawking on an oboe in the other room, but it's, uh, it's, we're all good. What, what subject do your kids say, I'm going to dad with this? <laughs> um, yeah, not many. <laughs> History, English, those sorts of things, you know, but uh, even then I, think that, uh, I don't think they think too highly of old dad's acumen. 
Hmm. So how do you think it's going to go uh, with the NFL draft being remotely done? Are there going going to be a zillion snafus through this whole thing, or do you think it's going to run smooth? Oh, man. I... (laughs) You know, you just kind of, you know what they say, journalists root for stories, right? You know, uh, like when Laramie Tomsel's uh, gas mask bong video went viral just as the draft started. That was one of the wildest, <laughs> funnest things. Uh, you know, bummer for the kid. Obviously, things worked out okay for him as a player and for his career. But, uh, you know, so something like that, uh, you know, whether there's a, a missed pick. I mean, heck, that happened Minnesota. Uh, let time run out on the clock and had to run down there and try and get back in order. So, you know, I wouldn't mind one or two snafus uh, just, just, just for funsies, just to keep things interesting. But if, you know, we're on pick two and the whole draft goes offline for a half an hour and we're watching a handful of people in Connecticut scramble to try and ramp and fill time, uh, you know, the, the air will go out of the room pretty quick. Jordan Love of Utah State has kind of been one of the more controversial players. Where do you kind of fall out on him, his potential, and where he might go? Yeah, you know, I think he's going to be in the mix. Um, one of the things with uh, NFL and quarterbacks, right, is, is you're looking for traits. You're looking for things that fit your system. You're looking for a kid where you go, you know what, if I put on the YouTube mixtape and just look at the highlights and then imagine if that was him all the time, that's the kind of guy I can coach, you know, I can iron out the wrinkles. I can coach out some of the mistakes. And, you know, NFL coaches got to where they are by calling their own number and believing that they are smarter than everybody else, you know, than every other guy on the other sideline, right? Um, so I think there's definitely going to be somebody that, uh, that falls in love with him, maybe a couple of teams that fall in love with him, um, you know, right towards this very end. And who knows, you know, it's smoke screens uh, with everything else. The Dolphins are putting it out there that they, they're probably going to take an offensive tackle. They're going to try to trade up to number one overall and take an offensive tackle. Uh, but you do see some interest from San Diego that they want a quarterback. The more teams that start to look at that quarterback pool and go, you know, we've got to get one of these guys, uh, the more likely it is that he goes top 15, top 10, top 5. So who's the better quarterback, Justin or Tua? Oh, man. Um, you know, probably projecting to the NFL. Because um, Tua, I think Tua gets a lot of credit um, for playing in the program that he played in, for winning some of the games that he won. Um, you know, he's not as athletic as a Kyler Murray. He's not – he doesn't have the, you know, six five six six height. He doesn't have the, the Jay Cutler kind of effortless flick it dominant arm, but he's got enough of those things. He's a, you know, B plus, A minus in so many areas, and he does have that experience. Um, I, I do think he's going to be a very good pro, um, and if he does end up going to Miami where he doesn't have to start right away, isn't going to be thrown into the mix with a bad team and, and little talent around him, I think he's going to probably end up being the, the more successful pro. Seems like Joe Burrow is a lock there at number one. Should he be Cincinnati's lock, and should he want to go to play for the Bengals? Oh, you know, I do think he should be the guy. Um, probably most of all because of his mentality, his approach to the game, his attitude. Uh, you know, he's somebody who's obviously a competitor. Plays in you know played in the SEC, played at the highest levels, never seemed flapped or stressed. 
um, and and had a sense of humor about everything. Like, he handles social media great. He handles the regular media great. He handles fans great. He, he understands what the deal is with the Bengals. Local guy. And, you know, you have to be able to take, uh, you know, the lumps with the good going into Cincinnati. You're going to understand that that spotlight is what it is. You're going to understand that there's going to be some uneven moments. And if he has that confidence that he thinks he can go out and ball out and be the guy that helps turn that team around for good, um, you know, that's, that's a great fit. If you send somebody who, you know, there's question marks about, somebody comes from a smaller program uh, or somebody that didn't play on those biggest, biggest stages already, um, then I think it's a little bit harder to go into Cincinnati and be like, I'm going to be the guy. I think Burrow is the guy for Cincinnati, and I think he's going to be the guy. Uh, you know, whether that leads to contending for titles, I don't know, but I think he's the best fit of the quarterbacks that are out there. Man, as I peruse all these mock drafts and look at uh, the players and the positions they play that are being mentioned for various teams and whatnot, it brings me to this question for you, Ty. What... Uh, you've got a, you've got 22 players, and they're all of equal talent relative to their position. Let me exclude quarterback from this question. Which position is most important? In today's NFL, it's it's rushing the passer. You know, there's such a premium on getting to the quarterback. If you can get to the quarterback without help, if you don't have to be schemed into applying pressure to the quarterback. Now, that can come from the outside. That can come from the inside. Uh, but if you can beat a left tackle as an edge rusher, if you can beat a right tackle one-on-one, if you can split a double team, you know, if, they can, if you can get past, if you can slip a chip from a tight end and come out from that wide nine spot, if you can get to the quarterback through your own ability without having to be blitzed, without people blitzing with you, um, without having to be slid inside, outside, put in different packages, uh, you know, if you've got that athletic talent, if you're a Chase Young, that is, is really irreplaceable. It's really something that you just can't get. And it's scheme independent. You know, Chase Young, you put him on any team, and he's going to be a, a superstar-level talent. He's going to be a fearsome weapon, and it doesn't matter, 3-4, three, 4-3, four, four, three, whatever you want to run, he's going to have a job getting to the quarterback, and it, and, it, and it makes everybody's job easier. It makes the defensive back's jobs easier. It makes all the other defensive linemen's jobs easier. It makes the linebacker's jobs easier. Uh, so I, that's the number one spot outside of quarterback. Well, with that in mind, and you mentioned Chase Young, will Washington do the smart thing and pick him at two? I can't imagine they don't. I, I mean, you know, if there were, if they were at number one, and there were an Andrew Luck type prospect, you know, a once every five years guy, bulletproof size, bulletproof agility, bulletproof mentals, bulletproof bloodlines, bulletproof tape, bulletproof arm. And, and you were sitting there and you weren't sure about Haskins. Okay, fine. You know, take the quarterback. Punt, start over, new coaching staff coming in. That makes sense. You're sitting there at two. Burrow's going to go number one. Are you looking at any of these quarterbacks and going, they're definitely an instant now and forever upgrade over the kid we drafted in the first round last year? Probably not. Are any of them good enough to pass up a potential generational? You know, you look at what... Uh, the Bosa boys have done for for city. Oh, sorry, for Los Angeles and for San Francisco. Um, you know, when you if you can add a player like that 
to your team, it just does so much. And, yeah, they've drafted heavily along the defensive front in the last couple of years, um, but he's someone that can come in and, again, immediately change the game, shorten the field for the cornerbacks, shorten the field for the linebackers. It just makes sense. Who did the Patriots pick first? Great question. Great question. And, you know, they've got a lot of picks. They've got a, a lot of capital. And there's sort of this idea that the Patriots only ever trade down. But if they've got a guy that, that fits their needs, they go up. You know, they traded up for Jarrod Mayo. They'll, they'll move up if they want to move up. Um, and, you know, <laughs> they need a quarterback. There's two quarterbacks on the board. They need a receiver. This is an extremely deep wide receivers class. I think that's probably the first place you look at it. That's probably where they're going to go um, because you have so many players that can come in and make an instant impact at that position. And wide receiver is one of the hardest spots to fill for a New England Patriots offense because they need someone who can get to the line and make multiple reads and do that in sync with their quarterback and execute precisely. Ty, thanks as always for jumping on with us and sharing a little wisdom. Have fun with those kids and enjoy the draft. Sounds great. Will do. You guys too. Thanks, Ty. Ty Shelter, he's our friend from 538.com, does a great job covering the NFL, and I think there's a lot of interest on this draft, Gordon, because, well, there's not a whole lot left to be interested in, and I'm certainly looking forward to it. The latest mock draft that I checked had neither Jordan Love nor Jalen Johnson in the first round. You asked me if I, yesterday if I thought both would be in the first round. I bet one or the other. I'm sticking with that answer. Yeah, this one hasn't either. That's... That'll be interesting to keep an eye on that. And I'll say more likely love than than Johnson. Why I'll tell you, why his love? Why is there so much disagreement on him? Do you think people are floating his name out there just as a bluff? Or do you think that uh, there really is a difference of opinion? Or do you think that uh, you know folks aren't as high on him as what was earlier reported? I think there's such a split because his final year at Utah State um, did not go according to plan. So you say, well, is that, you know, relevant information that I should be considering or do all the other things? Uh, I think it's almost like teams would be trying to talk themselves out of Jordan Love because all the, the stuff to like is there, you know, size, arm, those sorts of things. Uh, you, you've you done, uh, of course, I noticed your column you did on Jordan Love last year, or was it two years ago, is trending once again on the Tribs website, I'm sure, with all the interest in him. Like, th- there's a lot to love about his personality and his story and his leadership and, you, you know, what he's accomplished there at Utah State and what he's overcome. You know, there's there's a lot of things where you go, man, that, that looks like the dude. But then there's that final season at Utah State, which makes you kind of go, well, is he really? But I would guess... There's enough there to really like that somebody will make him a first-round draft pick. And Jalen Johnson, I think he is a, a really great talent. There's quite a few defensive backs who are highly thought of in this draft, but I, I think he is a, a is a premium talent. It'll be interesting to see if he if he does creep into that first round. Or we talk about it though, as though if you don't make the first round, there's something wrong with you. So there's an awful lot of really good players who are picked in the second round, no doubt, and the third. Coming up next, our Mountain America market update. Stay tuned. It's the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty, the Zone. <laughs> Big 
show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for a Mountain America market update. Let's get out to The Zone phone. Joining us now from Mountain America Investment Services, he is Michael Blackham with us back on The Big Show. Michael, how are you? I'm doing very well, Gordon and Jake. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Well, help our listeners. What happened out there today? You know, it was another extremely volatile day of trading with the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones ending essentially flat. The market swings were due to a really bad jobs report, which was expected. 4.4 million new people seeking unemployment benefits with jobless claims now hitting 26 million people nationwide. Uh, the U.S. government, though, continues to add stimulus to the marketplace, which Congress approved with Congress approving three, uh, $310 billion in new small business loans. We hope that that continues to prop up the market until we can get greater clarity concerning COVID-19. Michael, do you, su- do you suggest that folks uh, look into maybe getting into bonds a little bit, or is that uh, just sort of a cliche that you wouldn't think would be that effective at this point? Uh, it, it depends on the type of bond and your, your risk tolerance and time horizon. Bonds can be excellent investments, but they also can have severe downside if you're not careful. With interest rates being at all-time lows right now, Certain bonds, if we see an increase in interest rates in the future, could be really uh, risky. So it depends. And that's why I would uh, uh, recommend anybody seeing investment advice to find a smart financial advisor to help manage your portfolio. You know, uh, this is sports radio. I think the best analogy for right now is like a great coach for football or baseball or basketball. Uh, when there's adversity or struggles on the court, take a timeout. Uh, and right now is a great time to take a timeout, uh, to seek professional help, to get a coach going to offer you a great game plan concerning your 401k or your pension or IRAs or savings. The opponent has changed, weather conditions have changed, maybe some injuries on the floor. Take a timeout in your portfolio right now uh, and, and, and find out are bonds a good investment right now or stocks a good investment right now. There are great opportunities out there, but I think you should be using a financial professional to help you in these uncertain times. And we'd love like to America Investment Service to do that. Yeah, I like the analogy. It works. Yeah, but, but careful when you say time out around Gordon, because that has a whole different meaning to him. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, guys, let me give a quick shout out to my dear wife. She's, turn, uh, she's turning 29 again tomorrow. Happy birthday to my wife, Heidi. All right. Happy birthday to Heidi. How about that? And Michael, yeah. thank you very much uh, for jumping thank on you. with us today. Keep up the good work, buddy. There's a smart man right there, Gordon. Heidi, yeah, turning some, 29 once again. That's Michael, yeah, Michael knows what I, he's doing. I know folks have been stuck on 29 for like two or three decades now. The investment products sold through LPL Financial are not insured Mountain America Credit Union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended, or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed and loss of principal is possible. Yeah, Gordon, uh, whatever your significant other, whatever age he or she would like to stay on, you know, just just go with the flow. Yeah, whatever makes you feel good, even though it's fictitious. Well, what are you saying? What are you saying there? Well, if it's just a number, but it's not the right number, 
then it's a bit of a fallacy. Is this, is is this like you can't mm. celebrate it unless it's your actual birthday? Yeah. <laughs> he just loves Unless things. you're Gordon. Unless you are Gordon, because then, then you can celebrate it whenever and however many times you'd like. <laughs> nice. True. Nice. All right, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, he's our good friend Tom from the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway in Orem, in Salt Lake, 1967 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. What's up, Tom? Hey, guys. I had a, a customer call and then come in and buy, but this is something that we've never really advertised. They wanted just a head-up queen adjustable. So we do the adjustable queen it's a full setup with a motorized adjustable bed. It's a head-up queen with a mattress for four ninety-nine. And she says, I have a mattress. I love a mattress, but I want the adjustable because I'm working out of my bedroom. And I like to watch TV in bed. I'd love it. What can you do? So I've never done this before, Jake. I'm going to do it for $200. Wow. A queen adjustable bed. This is without the mattress. So if you have a mattress that you love, but you want an adjustable bed, I've got about 25 of them. Uh, when they're gone, they're gone. They'll cost me more than 200 to replace them. But this is part of that three truckload deal I did. I'm going to boom them out there for $200 for a head-up queen adjustable. Now, if you need it with a mattress, I have a mattress deal, including the base, with a mattress for 499 then we had another customer come in. They were confused what I said last break, so I'm going to make it real simple. We're going to do an Enso 575 Queen adjustable bed with all of the features with a 14-inch latex hybrid. The base uh, um, at our competitors, the base is basically $1,799, and the mattress is $2,200. I'm going to do the entire package latex gel hybrid with a 575 queen adjustable bed with massage usbs leds the entire package 12.99 and last but not least we've had a couple people call in what is this $2400 deal it's $2499 for a head up foot up split king so you're going to get two bases with two mattresses, and I'm going to do this. It's a 13-inch. It's a it's a hybrid with gel-infused memory foam. It's an incredible setup. The entire package only $24.99. Now we've sold one today, so I only have uh, eight pieces left, which would be four beds. Once they're gone, they're gone. So take advantage of it. Come and see us. We'll be here today till seven. Tomorrow, 11 to 7, and then Saturday, 11 to 7. The warehouse, two convenient locations in Orem, 86 East University Parkway in Salt Lake, 1967 South, 300 West. The warehouse, boom, Jake. Hey, thank you, Tom. You're the best. Love it that our listeners have taken advantage of those great deals, too. Awesome. 86 East University Parkway in Orem, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. Now is the time. Take advantage of those unbelievable deals. Coming up next, Sam Amick from The Athletic, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.